Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice at my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superheroes speak i'm your host dave oh i messed it up i'm john <laughs> and i'm chris <laughs> <laughs> yes, boys and girls, JD is not with us this week, but we have a new member of the team. And if anyone has noticed, Chris has been putting comic book reviews up on the website. Actually, he put one up today that I have yet to go and <laughs> edit and publish, but I will get to that after this. <laughs> so That's right. I took Don's job, and then now I've kicked JD off the podcast. So <laughs> I guess, oh, Grady, I'm coming for you next. I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. Yes. No, don't give him what he wants. <laughs> so, since you're new, Chris, oh boy. why don't you just tell listeners just a little bit about you, your background, and why you love comics, and, you know, plug your book as well. Oh, geez. Oh, that's the tough part. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest. I was raised Catholic many years ago, so talking about myself and bragging is really hard out for of me you at a young age <laughs> yeah, it's, yes exactly <laughs> i was so, raised catholic too so I yeah get that's it. all that's all gonna be difficult um, i'm recovering catholic that's how i phrase it as well let's mm. see i live in indiana with my wife and our cats who will probably show up at some point i don't know i love comics i've worked in comics retail for a long time boy i don't know that's about it i've clearly as you guys can see from the library i've been collecting them a long time I don't remember my first comic. A lot of people have that story. They remember their like first issue or their first something. I don't Yeah. I don't know. Too too far back for me. My first comic was a Flash comic that I was way too young to get and I destroyed, but I do remember the cover, which is nice. a basic Flash cover where it was like a target sign with the Flash running real fast through it, which is about 80% of his covers. <laughs> have you relocated it since? Are you like into that like grips of nostalgia where you've like rebought it and I actually did recently rebuy it. I forgot to mention that on the show. <laughs> we were at a, a like a flea market, and the guy was selling comics at a dollar box. I was going through, and I found the issue, and I'm like, "No way!" <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Hey, that, my first memory is just the cave wall. So you know, the, the stick figures <laughs> in the cave walls. So. There you go. <laughs> it's it's. I don't remember what it was about. I think there was some elk on there or something. But <laughs> lots of legs. Yeah. So besides writing comics reviews for the website, you're also a yes. book out. Yes, I'm a novelist. I have a book out. I'm going to show you guys, even though this is a podcast, but I'll, I've got one oh, handy. I do that all the time. <laughs> very, I'm very excited about it. It's called Night Brings Night. You can find it on, I don't know, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, any, any reputable bookseller. 
Is it um, a is it like a mystery, a, a horror? A... Oh man, this is this is tough. <laughs> uh, no, it's a it's slightly dystopian. Okay. A lot of crime in there. Ooh, I should read the back to you. No, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, that's boring. The premise is pretty much it takes place in a world where no one survives childbirth anymore. The children do, but not the women. And so, but it's not about that. It's just about people like living in that world. So what would that look like to be a school teacher Jeez. in that? So it's just kind of a, mo- it's a mosaic novel. So each chapter is from like a different perspective from a different character. Like what is it like to be a police officer? You just heard my cat sneeze. Uh, what's it like <laughs> wow. to, to be a police officer in in a world like that what's it like to you know just anything right have a little brother that grew up that way when you're a little older and you didn't grow up that way and so i don't know so yeah it sounds heavy but it's it's pretty weird and i don't know a lot of humor in it it's it's kind of all over the place but i like it kind of depressing too because that's a zero-sum game (laughs) like that's a dead yes yeah so it it doesn't go too far into it it starts like we'll say six years after and then it progresses to about 16 years after that and just kind of keeps keeps going along i don't know interesting maybe it'll be turned into a graphic novel or a movie one day yeah maybe we'll see <laughs> be in the next handmade tale <laughs> i do love margaret atwood She's my my hmm. my girlfriend just brought that up today saying it was like or no last night saying not this, not the TV series. The original movie from I think it was ninety five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's like that was. She's like that's one of my favorite movies. It made, made me go out and buy the book and read it. You know. So now she's like on a quest. To, I've I've never seen it or read it. So she's on a quest to get me to watch the movie with her. So that's watch a, the movie, not the TV. Well, I don't know. People do love the TV show, and it's got a lot of like great acting in it. But there's a yeah, tendency but I mean, in our culture to the make first like. Season, the first season covers the actual book yeah, yeah. and then exactly. the rest is just they're making it up yeah yeah there's a tendency to make five years of a tv show out of a two-hour movie which is <laughs> what you know it used to be but I'm i guess it depends on your preference yeah yeah cool and how about you john how are you what is new in your world mm, nothing really <laughs> nothing? No, i've been completely boring <laughs> yeah yeah Have you still shut off all your emotions to the female world shut them off oh no no i killed them <laughs> oh, oh okay I, I, I killed them so i never have to feel anything again how yeah. about how about your minecrafting any any updates on that uh no i haven't been, my my nephew had to finish up cross country now that he's finished oh, he start okay. working on it again so uh, yeah nothing to report there either a lot of a lot of stuff at work but now i'm not gonna bore anybody listening boring to this exactly you know <laughs> So what happens when they try to make you a manager and you're like, no. So wait, I mean, there's more money or just more responsibility? Oh no, just the responsibility. Yeah, well, yeah no, no. <laughs> well, yeah. We'll we'll see in February if they're going to acknowledge the fact that I've been doing this for six months now, but I don't know. I can always tell the kind of week you've had by the your drink choice. Oh. And it's not a bottle of water. I can see that it's bourbon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. Good choice. Double oaked. <laughs> i have pumpkin porter Ooh, i just nice. i just have water today aquafina a very rich i'm so drink. glad you said such a <laughs> such a pennsylvania philadelphia word there <laughs> it made my day if i could get you guys to say mario later 
<laughs> that'll be great mario Tick, well ticked off all my boxes super mario brothers yeah. or however the hell you say it i'm original from i'm originally from connecticut so like i'm gonna have and and i've lived in houston texas so my you know i'm gonna be all over the map all over. If, yeah. if no one has figured this out too one of my favorite things about john he's always one of my favorite people on the planet i say this sincerely he he read he reads a lot and he learned a lot of words from reading them before he learned heard them pronounced he has a lot of unique pronunciations of words we'll leave it at that well that i'll be right there with you yeah <laughs> that's what happens when your only outlet from a crappy childhood is reading and your parents are you know won't either don't know the words or won't answer you so you know you have to figure it out yourself and sometimes you're wrong and uh, you know and yet you keep going <laughs> well you know when you have a sesquipedalian vocabulary that's you know you you, oh. you 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 have to learn things on the fly and sometimes Wait, are we getting yeah, paid by the on. word for this like no, no by the syllable okay. <laughs> by the syllable use lots of five dollar words no but john needs a job where he gets paid by the syllable <laughs> well don't go into writing novels no 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 and it's funny because like decades ago some jobs you got paid by the lines of code that you wrote john and i are both coders oh god that was a while ago yeah. that was decades ago they don't obviously don't do that well, anymore but well, arthur conan doyle was paid by the word you know a lot of yeah. old writers were paid ah, that's by the true word. yeah that's you true know? especially when they were writing serials so mm, cereal you know. did he write captain crunch or fruit loops <laughs> that was that was a groaner i like it yeah. <laughs> i'm good at the dad jokes that's what my my girlfriend tells me all the time fantastic <laughs> so let's see how was so my dave week? how are you doing there you yeah. go <laughs> Save, see jd's not here he's normally the one that remembers to ask me <laughs> i've known john for oh god 11 years now <laughs> i just let you go i mean normally you just take on the lead anyway i'm doing good it was a eh, okay week my girlfriend has twins and they turned 18 yesterday which is why we're recording a day late because we went out to celebrate and uh, yeah, had, had some fun. We went to the, the mall. I haven't been in a mall in a while and they still exist. Well, not like they used to, like half mm -hmm. the stores are empty in most of the malls, I think anymore. There's and a library in the mall here. <laughs> most, most of the malls I know, most, true. Of the most of the malls that I know, a lot of the storefronts have become all medical areas, you know? Yeah. Like they they but, do a lot of outpatient stuff there. I only bring it up because they had this thing I never saw before. It's a, booth, a photo booth, right? But what they do is they take your picture and it's a Marvel photo booth and you can, they'll put you on a Marvel cover huh. and they take your picture and make you look like a drawing and they print it out. But it's uber expensive. Of course it is. Like how expensive? But, but her one son, it was like, I think it was like five bucks to take the picture and then $10 to print it out. Whoa. So, What's the point of taking a picture if you don't print it out though? Exactly. Uh. Yeah, because there wasn't an option to email it. Because I would have been like, oh, I'll just email it and I'll print it out at home. But no. But her one son wanted to do it. And I was like, oh, fine. And I paid for it. And, and he was like, oh, we'll both do it. I'm like, okay. So we get in there. and But the camera would only let you do one person at a time. I guess if you were smaller, like a kid, you could probably fit two. But like two, two adult-sized males couldn't really do it together. Yeah, they want your 10 bucks. They don't exactly. want five bucks for that. <laughs> so so he did it. We And then printed out his picture and then my girlfriend swiped her card and said okay come on now you do one so 
but I don't have it with me to show you guys because oh. she she kept it. She said, I'm going to put it in a frame for you. So what cover translation? She's going it's, to use it against you later on. It's it's Spider-Man. And it's so funny because he's behind me, swinging behind me, shooting his web. It looks like he's going after me in the picture. So. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, that was my week other than seeing a movie that we'll be talking about a little later. No spoilers yet. And getting a lot of depressing news. Yeah. This week. Right. Yeah. So I heard about one that I don't maybe you guys talked about it a few weeks ago, but Kevin O'Neill died too, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, I saw uh, that. I don't think martial law. I think that was like November third or something, but I it slipped right past me. I didn't know that till you just said that. I know. Yeah. It sucks, man. They covered it in ARS Technica at one point, I think. Okay. And I, I keep track of them. But yeah, I, I caught wind of that. Too. Yeah, it was in it was in one of those feeds in Facebook too. So yeah, yeah, we lost that one too. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get to the news, we're not doing social media madness this week. Aw. I was <laughs> looking forward. Be... Everybody always hates it. I was looking forward to it. No, <laughs> no, this, this is gonna be sad enough without that. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. Actually, I was kind of busy at work too, so I didn't do a lot of social media this week so there wasn't a lot of responses to pick from but for next week if you want to be a part of social media madness here's a good friend d square to tell you more enjoying the show want to be part of social media madness make sure you are following superherospeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page while you're there you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds Podcast, available on YouTube still. And wherever you get your podcasts, and and he'll be back on this show again soon. Keep your ears out for him, unless I have him tied up somewhere. <laughs> and on that <laughs> note, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, guys. So the first one, these aren't in order of how they passed away. They're in order of i think importance to us on this podcast but of course i had to pick the first one i grew up loving this comedian i think if you grew up in the 80s you knew who gallagher was you grew up in the set was it well he late started 70s, in late 70s 80s, but was real big in the 90s 80s. yeah and, and he's been his a first, meme through the first thousands. special was 1980 i think yeah yeah so yeah gallagher passed away at the age of 78 was it yeah 76 76 yeah i just i'll never forget like because like you said john he's he's a big meme right like he's known as the the watermelon smashing guy and i'd seen clips of him and 
and seeing stuff like him doing the sledgematic and all that. But then like I actually watched his special and I'm like, oh, he actually is a comedian too. It's not just a gimmick. Oh, yeah. Like like he has a lot to say. Yeah. I you mean, and he's been memed to death by the Simpsons, by Family Guy, by like every single, you know, and it, that's what keeps it alive. I think they even, you know, had had him on Futurama too. Like, it, yeah, he's he's gonna be. It's gonna be a while before you you stop really hearing his name. He's he was pretty up there, you know, not not quite George Carlin level, but you know, like you said, he did have a very good routine and he did have a lot to say. And it was a lot of social commentary too. Yeah. It's just that now that, that his, people go there. now that he's dead, is his brother going to, because he had that whole thing with his brother in like the nineties. Do you guys remember that? He has like a brother who kind of looks like him. Okay. Who went out on the road as like Gallagher too, but he kind of promoted it as if he was Gallagher. And there was this like whole lawsuit and he was like forbidden from, like looking like i don't know there's all oh, kinds wow. of wow like, yeah it was like some big like court case and yeah, it was like a huge huge That's thing weird right i guess i don't know I mean, i'm glad i only have sisters <laughs> that is strange but you know what also i was thinking about it because i watch a lot of comedy specials on netflix and all that that jazz like obviously the the sledgematic was a gimmick but like and i think the last big prop comic besides him was carrot top and if you've seen Carrot Top lately, I don't know what happened to him, but he decided to get a gym membership. Yeah, don't don't make fun of Carrot Top anymore. <laughs> like, do you think like a comedian could come out like that today? Crazy doing stuff like that, smashing fruit or whatever. And well, you you, you could, but yeah, there was some controversy with some of the things he said too. I mean, yeah, he definitely got into trouble. I'm thinking of the Mark Marin interview from like 2011. He, like, walked yeah, out on yeah he walked that, out on it is right? that what it was yeah because yeah. he had a lot of homophobic and racist stuff in his act and wasn't uncommon probably at the time when it came out but instead right. of instead of bowing out of it gracefully you know what i mean like apologizing for it or just being like oh that was right, a different exactly. time he kind of like doubled down on it like i should be allowed to tell those jokes it's like i don't know dude everybody's telling you you're not so <laughs> mm. i did i missed that interview i'll do it he reput he reposted it on WTF. He does that whenever somebody yeah. dies. And so, yeah, it's up right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you're right. Like, he definitely was a product of his time. And I didn't, I'm not talking about that kind of humor. I just meant right. the gimmicks. You know, I don't think there's been a comic with a gimmick in a long time. I think not you really. can start that way, but you have to, like, move past it. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, Jim Carrey started as, like, an impressions guy. That's true. And then he was like, I'm done. And then he struggled for like a few years and everyone's like what is this why is he crawling around on the ground like a bug and then <laughs> finally you know so i don't know yeah maybe did you see the jim carrey it's not even an interview he showed up unexpected at like some kind of event and you know there's a reporter there like e-news or something and they're like oh jim carrey can, can we get a quote from you and he's like who's jim carrey you know, yes. like oh, no God. one's Jim Carrey. No, who who's anyone? You know, that's like yeah. weird you got all, philosophical. Like, zen on them. Yeah, it's it all was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all all I will say, like one comic who can still like use a gimmick and stuff, Jeff Dunham. Yeah, but you know what? He's a very successful comedian. I would Chris, Chris, say that. Chris makes a very good point though, because once you see one of his specials, you've seen his act. And you don't need to see it again. Well, like, he he's come up. He that's why he continually makes new 
dummies, right? Yeah. But, but he's but, very yeah. funny. Like, you know. He, oh, yeah. He, I mean, I've met the dead. Out. I've met the dead terrorist. I mean. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that got done to death, right? Right. Exactly. But it was popular for a long time. So, but he's he's been doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So he's probably the, continually. Make but he's the last stuff. big comic I could think of that has a gimmick then. You're right. Because he came out after those guys. I mean, Jeff Boxworthy with you might be a redneck, or you know, I don't know. There's yeah, a bunch of that's more like a catch yeah, trade. but that's another I one. Like, like that's a little I, easier to yeah past maybe yeah, and also like he doesn't still do that. Like that kind of died right. after true. like he did that for like five years and then changed his act up, and then he hosted a game show with fifth graders. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the dream, right? <laughs> That's who no, everybody I, wants to work with a bunch of like kids you don't know i, I thought they, i thought they said the two things in hollywood is don't work with animals or kids of so. course i know <laughs> <laughs> terrible uh, idea all right and then moving on more sad news legendary artist carlos pacheco uh, wait, wait a minute i'm pacheco? saying this wrong pacheco pacheco yes yeah, sorry i i'm, I'm guessing but known for avengers and uh, x-men comics i'm sure Don knows all about this guy because he did X-Men for a long time. He passed away suddenly last week as well. Yeah, he was Pachenko, like that's 60. It. It's Pachenko, that's it. Yeah, Pachenko. Yeah, but he had walked away. So I do follow him on social media. And I like, he posted a sketch and said, this is my last sketch. And oh, said he was yeah. walking away from it for a while to deal with some health issues. Something, I don't know, like, they didn't say he had a stroke, but something happened where like, his left side was paralyzed hmm. and then he passed away. So that sounds like a stroke. I mean, yeah, but he had been, it had been like a year that he was dealing with these health issues and then he passed away. So <sighs> just another great artist gone. So yeah, it's a shame. He's definitely like the one of like the superhero artists of, you know, like my childhood. Yeah. Like all over the Avengers, X Men. He did some like Justice League stuff too, right? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I I know I know Don has talked about him all, because for, for his X Men stuff before. So yeah, Damage Control too, and uh, yes, that was he was working on Damage Control. I think when he passed away, or the last thing he was working on for Marvel was some new Damage Control stuff. So I like his art, you know. Yes, well, of course he you know he was around for a long time. Obviously, he was good. Yeah, I mean, clearly you don't have to <clears throat> you don't have to stop drawing comics at sixty. There's plenty of guys out there still doing it so it's a shame i know plenty of artists way older than that that are still yeah, working of course well godspeed carlos but of course the big one that i know hit all of us hard like a oh, man. ton this of one, bricks this one's rough i mean this is the voice you hear when you read a batman comic book yeah. is kevin conroy the voice you want to hear whenever they announce the new batman <laughs> and you hear him say i'm yes. batman for the first time you want it to be conroy yes yeah, apparently he was sick for a while, like was quiet about it. It was cancer. So, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, which I mean, you know, I don't blame him. That's personally don't want to share it with fans or whatever. Well, they rarely do. But I mean, luckily I'd said this on social media. He was actually on our show twice, you know, which, which I'll and always be thankful for. And we've met him a few more times besides that, haven't we? Yes, but we interviewed him. Well, once was for a, was a press room for a, a Batman movie. So he was part of that. But then the one time was at a show in Philly. We got to just, the two of us just sat and talked with him for about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. 
he told us that story about, and he's told it, he's told it to other people too, the story about college with Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and it was. Oh yeah. Juilliard at the same time as. Uh, yep. Yeah. I don't think Robin Williams had been gone that long when we interviewed him too. No. Mm. And, and for those that don't know, like, okay. Voice of Batman. For, was it first aired Batman, the animated series? 30 September, years ago. September 5th, 1992, which I remember specifically because I stayed up to watch that very first episode. And yeah, because it was uh, primetime when it was first. Launched. It was Fox. Yeah, Fox Kids. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, but, but eight o'clock at night. Like yeah. it was, it was on the same time as Star Trek The Next Generation. Yep. And, uh, you know, like, you can see in the first couple of episodes where he's getting his feel for what Batman sounds like, where his voice starts to really differentiate between Batman and Bruce Wayne. And halfway through that season, he'd already gotten it down. And it just, yeah, I mean, I, and after that, what? Yeah, literally 30 years of him doing movies and video games and and just like the entire Bruce Tim run of Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, was it the Zeta Files, Batman Beyond, Superman Adventures of Superman, and there was more in there. And he don't forget he got to play him live action. Yeah, uh, find Batwoman. <laughs> I think that's the last CW show I watched was just that particular episode. Yes, that run. Just I, 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 I just I, wanted to see him do that. I yeah. concur that the it was Crisis on Infinite Earths, and yeah, I watched that one as well. Because of him, and I think that might have been the last time yeah, I watched any of the shows. Yeah, the uh, it's also good to point out too. Like he played, he played Batman and all those different things, and he played him differently too. Like he's old and like more jaded in Batman Beyond, and he's yes, and he's more he's more paranoid and isolated in like the Justice League Unlimited stuff that they were doing, and so just so much like nuance to his vocal performance. Well, he, yeah, he gave he gave Batman a depth that you just don't get in the the movies these days, right? Like, yes, I mean, just a not just the not just the loner, not just the you know the 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 dark brooding, but like a real real nuance in, in like that's with the, the one the episode with Ace. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the thing was called End of Days or something. Epilogue. But like when he just sat down next to Ace, the little girl who who had recreated the. Yeah. The, oh yeah, you you posted that on your social I, media. I did, and and just just him talking to her as she's dying, and and the the compassion in his voice when he's you're, yeah, it's like Kristen Kristen, it's like you said, it's like just a length and breadth of of a of delivery that just I don't know how anybody will ever ever top that i saw yeah, the the oh. humanity he had too because that's we could complain about the portrayal of batman and you know the way they they handle him now but he was definitely like the last person to put that like humanity into it like he's not he's My, not completely gone he's not like a psychopath he's still like a superhero yeah two yeah, quotes exactly two quotes i love that i've heard from him the first one was you know, years after the, the show has been on, someone had asked him, oh, well, did you look at any other people who portrayed Batman as, and to, you know, help guide your performance? And he was like, no, like he read the script. He loved the character, the tortured character that, that was Batman. And he created his own version of him. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Like, that's the way you do it. I think the other thing is that I always loved too was 
Oh, shoot. The thought went out of my head. Hmm. <laughs> the other quote went out of my head. That'll come to me. <laughs> It'll come to well, me 10 minutes after we're done recording. Talking um, about him finding his his Batman voice. Oh, he, that's, that's the thing. Batman is his voice. And he said when he does Bruce Wayne, he goes up a little bit. Right. Yep. So, which makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. we all know as comic book people, Bruce Wayne is the mask. Batman is who he really is. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's how he, he always approached the character. Yeah. And I love that. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, you're not putting on a vocal disor- distortion tool around right. your throat. <laughs> you're not gro- getting all grovelly. <laughs> if you want to hear so, like some of his best stuff, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which which Still the best gypped. Batman movie ever made. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Gipped out of getting awards. Like it should have gotten real, you know, awards, especially for like score and everything, because it was unbelievable. Mr. I think a very unrated, underrated title is Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. That's good. I one mean, too. Yeah. that and that is where they basically gave Mr. Freeze a tragic backstory that really works and makes you feel for one of these, you know, they're like, this is one of the rogues gallery characters that nobody really ever cared about much before until Bruce Tim did that. And of course, you know, as the voice of Batman, it was just, yeah, it, 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 I don't know anybody else that could have done it and given it the depth that it needed for, for that kind of a story. I think we talked about on the show when we did our retro review of Batman forever. No, which was the one with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. Yeah, yeah. Batman and Robin. I've never seen it. And it was like, <laughs> they took pieces of hard advice for that version of Mr. Freeze, but got it so wrong on every level. Yeah. Of course so, they did. And Batman Beyond Return of the Joker was also... Oh, yeah, that's a good... The big... that, that might be my second favorite after Mask of the Phantasm. And then that there's... One's, that one's really good. And then there's so many others sprinkled throughout the whole run of Batman the Animated Series and the follow-ups to it, like Feet of Clay with um, yeah, that's, that's a good one yeah i mean like just ron perlman as clayface come on yep oh yeah, yeah. Like, i think I ju- go ahead it's interesting too is i do think the animated series is one of those where they started taking villains and making them sympathetic i don't really feel that existed as much until that show existed and became as popular as it was yeah it was right on the cusp of a renaissance in tv and media you know, yeah. we're coming out of the basically the innocence of the '70s and '80s, and all the all the was it what do you call those people that that butcher your 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 movie or TV show because it's got too many the censors, right? Uh, the censors, I mean, yeah. up, up until that up until that point, the censors held sway. You know, yeah. like they butchered any anime that ever made it to America. Like, I mean, yeah, they movies. they fought so they but, could have real guns in that show. Right. Because yeah. It, yeah. It, like it has to be like a real show. Like it, any kind of violence they had to push for. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there were three things that made that show what it is. And it was the storytelling, the writing. Mm. It was the look of it because it didn't look like anything else had for years. Right. And then the cast, the voice cast, just the amazing, you know, first and foremost, Conroy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not to sh- short the rest of the cast, too. No, everybody was great. So yeah, so, wow, this this and and what take what ticks me off right now is that if you go on Facebook, if you've got the kind of profile that I have, it seems <clears> like <throat> a lot of people are just creating websites to get picked up by the Facebook algorithm 
yeah. to get clicks from people who are very sad about and that's that's how you can tell that this was way bigger than than a, you know a lot that's happened lately is because almost half my facebook feed is fake sites creating fake articles about kevin conroy passing away so they Stay get a lot facebook. of the clicks <laughs> yeah, I I know. No, I, I mean I I'm getting used to just saying never show this one again, never show this one again. Yeah. But it's like they're popping up, and I've never seen that with any of the other passings of 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 any of the you know any of these other people we've covered in this area. It's like I've never seen that much of a you know there's that people are there's so much of a response mm-hmm. that people would take that scammers would take the time to do that. It's weird. There's nobody my age who doesn't know his voice, even if they don't like know who he is. But like my parents would have no idea who it is. And so it it is still it's so big and it's so niche at the same time. I don't know. It's it's an odd. It's an odd thing. He also. Oh, go ahead. My son knows his voice because he plays the games. Ah, yeah. Not 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 from the show. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think, you know, I I don't think like even if you weren't a comic book fan, any. Anytime you've seen any animated Batman thing for the last 30 years, 99.9% oh, yeah. of the time, it was Kevin Conroy. So even people who aren't in this, aren't into this genre, this side of the geekdom, they probably have that voice in their head because it's just, it's like, it's like, oh, shoot. What's her face? The, what, the, the one who played Batgirl. Tara Strong. Uh, Tara Strong, right. Tara, you know, like Tara Strong just, just put out a very nice obituary for him yeah it was very sweet but uh, she said like it was just the perfect person at the perfect time with the perfect voice for that character like it's it's just one of those things like you know it's one of those things where you hear it like even just once and you know oh yeah that's batman you know yeah mark Hamill. i can't remember his entire post but basically said that he wouldn't want us to be sad he would just want us to celebrate what he left behind and that's that's the other thing <clears throat> i don't know i mean and we've been on the circuit for how long now dave like i mean 10 you've years been out, in may and you've been you've been you've been out in the con- the conventions way longer than i have i have never heard one story not even a peep not even a whisper of anything bad regarding him everybody's everybody i've ever met that's ever had any dealings with him whatsoever has been that is one of the nicest men we've ever met yes bar none yeah God. That leads me to, and I know it's not recommendation time, but he wrote a comic book or a comic story for DC Pride for this year. Mm -hmm. And DC put it up for free after he died. So that's available for anyone to read. That's right. Not many people realize that he was It's called, yeah, it's called Finding Batman. It's a very, it's very personal. It's a very, it's a great story. It's hard. I mean, you know, because it's, it's all about him struggling to make it as an actor as a gay Mm -hmm. actor until he gets that role and they're like do you think you can find this voice in you and he's like yes it's already it's already in me (laughs) so i don't know it's a great story and we geeks we don't we don't care if you're gay or not you're giving us characters like that we love you that's it you know who cares what who cares about anything else so yeah it's i don't know if, if 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 when i die People talk to talk about me like they talk about Kevin Conroy. I oh. will, I will consider my life successful. I have so much to say for when you die. I can't <laughs> say now. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to hear any of it. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, all right. Well, I'll pull Mark Marin, and I'm going to include our interview with him at the end of this uh, episode. So stick around for that yeah, when great. we're done. Cool. But something else died this week, guys. Uh-huh. Apparently, Margot Robbie's Pirates of the Caribbean movie is dead. Did we remember this was a thing? <laughs> that was the whole thing. The article came up, and I was like, oh, that's right. And that was like a couple years ago. They said that, you know, it was after the whole initial thing happened with Johnny Depp, and, and Disney dropped him, and they were like, okay, we're not, we're done with him. And then, like, six months later, it's like, we're going to make a new movie, but this one stars Margot Robbie. And it was like, oh, okay. And everybody, um, and, and much, much to the chagrin of like the public, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, exactly. I, I think nobody cares. Just, I kind of think that's why they've dropped it. Like, okay, we got already had five pirates movies. Do we even need another one? You know. And how do you do one without Captain Jack Sparrow? Right. I mean, I mean that's, he, he he's the focal point for all the stories. Yeah. Well, all except the last, right? I don't know. I think I've only seen the first one. I really liked it. I just never watched another one i don't know they they start i mean it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like the transformers movies except they start a lot they start a lot better but they they have the same bell curve okay or, yeah or bell curve just just a dropping curve yeah i do think like they kind of spiral. after the third one i think they kind of ran out of ideas yeah they just basically said you know what this this, this thing called a plot we don't need that <laughs> It's always weird when they push it past a trilogy, right? And you're like, oh, you're just going to do this forever, huh? Okay. Yeah. (sighs) Or they come back after years and basically just reboot the original movie with slight differences. (sighs) Yeah. Like Matrix. (laughs) Reload it. (laughs) Trying not to visibly shudder right now. (laughs) Yeah. So what I'm hearing is no one cares that this movie isn't going to be made. I didn't. Honestly, I forgot. I just, I don't even remember it. I I like her. She's a great actress, and the franchise is fun. I guess, like I said, I think I've only seen the first one. I just, yeah. Well, I'll never forget. It's the second movie. The there's the Kraken in it, and it's like it gets released, and it pulls the Black Pearl down into the ocean with Jack Sparrow on it. That's the end of the movie. But like when we were we went to the theater, my son was little then, and it it's like right before the climax of the movie. And he's like, I got to pee. And I'm like looking at my watch and I'm like, there isn't much time left. Can you hold it? And he's like, no. And he's like, started getting really upset. I'm like, so, so we, I take him to the bathroom. We come back in and it's like, that's it. That's like this, the ship's being pulled down and then credits. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I wasn't going to go see the movie again for the, the 10 minutes I missed. So I had to wait for a video to finally see what I missed. And then it wasn't that much, was it? And then, yeah, and then it was just like, oh, it was just how they got to that point, basically. How he ended up on the ship alone. Uh, so, I, you know what, though? I'm curious to those listening. Did you care about this Marco Robbie Pirates movie? If so, let us know on social media and we'll talk about it next week. Ah, better question. Did they even know about it? Did you even know about it? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it on the show. So they Do knew you have about a it. vague recollection of it. <laughs> Did you know uh, about it? Did you care about it? And, I like cheese. They're, they're your options right there. <laughs> Speaking of cheese that we all love, the good thing that happened this week, did you guys see the trailer for John Wick Chapter 4? How could you? I did. I saw it before Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That's right. I forgot they played that one. 
So are we excited, guys? Are we are we pumped? Yeah, it looks nice and dumb, just like all the other ones. I don't care. It's fun. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. You go, you watch it, you get as close as you can. It's big, stupid action. Great. Why not? I, well, hey, some of the best action. I mean, like, oh, non- yeah, it's cut superb. fights. I mean, like, geez. Yeah. With, I could watch that, that movie without any sound on. They're, like, beautiful looking. They look amazing. With an actor that actually cares and trained in like gun fu in order to make his <laughs> yeah make it as realistic as possible. I mean, wow! If if half the action character action characters put that much effort in, into their work, like I don't, we we wouldn't be want for choice here. But uh, yeah, yeah, this is like this is gonna be the best. This is gonna make tons of money. You know, it's going it's having the same problem as like a lot of anime where, you know, rising stakes, rising power levels, like mm-hmm. uh, you're getting close to this mythical high table that they've introduced into the mythos, so to speak. So, you know, what does he do? Kill, kill the high table. And, and that's how our world got rid of all of the assassins. <laughs> you know, I, it, I mean, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see. I want to see the, the attack dogs again though. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, he, you guys are hitting the nail on the head too with the it's dumb action in the sense of like like it's not dumb where it's stupid but it's just it's exciting to watch and they don't get bogged down into tiny details of a storyline like they slowly built this world as the movies went through they didn't like present this world to you and now we're all trapped in it and, and have to figure a story inside of it like they yeah, built yeah. it as they went along and there like, was no there was no something. point what's that what'd you say chris like a five-year blip or something like that that yeah. they have to deal with forever oh my yeah. god yeah they, where you, they, they, where you they, have they, illegitimate children show up who are all of a sudden six years old oh wait we'll, we'll talk about that later and <laughs> at no point they, no you're right though they let this whole thing breathe like in the first in the first movie you know you'd expect a a love interest you'd expect a five to ten minute info dump of like the mythos Mm-hmm. right and an over explanation of all everything you got none of that it was just action and him taking revenge on every single person who came near him because they killed his dog and as it should be as it should be right because it's not even like they killed his wife it was the dog was left by his wife after she died it was like they no, killed no, the I, dog yeah anybody anybody that kills kills a dog he, you you got to teach you got to use six degrees of separation as the description of the blast zone around them. That's um, like, <laughs> yeah, but as Randy and puppies. as Randy and Brandon from Colt Forty Five would point out, you know, that's like a white person thing. We get we get really upset when animals are hurt in movies, but care less when people get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a good point there. <laughs> <sighs> I'll I'll be happy if they bring. Halle Berry back. I don't know if they're going to. I saw Attack Dogs in that trailer, but I don't know. I didn't see Halle there. But otherwise, everything else. I mean, yeah, it should be interesting. Like, I there, there's a lot they're gonna have to explain why he didn't immediately kill Winston. But well, that's the whole thing too, right? Like, don't explain anything. Just like start I don't out even shooting things and. I, I will say that things. with these movies, I don't even care, right? Like. Give me a two second, like, here's what happened. Here's why I did what I did off the cuff comment and then move on and, and get to our first gunfight. Like, why do you think it I works mean. so well in these movies? 
Like, well, I, I, I love them. I, but why do we like put, I mean, you know what I mean? We don't care. Like the story like doesn't matter at all. Like I, what, we put up, because because it's so stylish, because they do it it's so because well. It's, 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 it's just stylized. That, it's a like throwback a to, craft. I think it's a throwback to 70s and 80s action movies. And we don't get movies like that anymore. Yeah. But, but it's also like, it's also not as bereft of a storyline as you're saying. It's but it's true. not. It, it does hint at like, like in that first one, it's like, wait, why does he have all that gold? And like, yeah, it's got all these like little things sprinkled around that you're. Yeah, you can imagine because, a larger world, but they don't necessarily. Right. It's not bogged fill you down in. in that. They're just little things that happen. That, like, but it's not that important to the movie. Yeah. Right. They're they, but they they do reveal. I mean, they re- reveal things like it would be revealed to a person living through these things, not as you know a forced info dump, but like. There is a storyline. Like he's always got a motivation. That's true. Like you know, and and a lot of these a lot of these action movies are the motivation is the 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 storyline says you need to go here now and find this MacGuffin to open up this door to find this MacGuffin to go after this guy. In here, his motivation is always you done me wrong. You got to die. And <laughs> and and the fun is is in is us knowing. Oh yeah, no everybody who who gets between him and that guy is going to die. <laughs> And I it's think, just the fun watching that happen. I think these movies work for the same reason the original Star Wars trilogy works. Again, there's a lot of there's a lot going on in that world, but not everything is explained to you. You just kind of accept, you know, they're they're space wizards using these laser swords. You know, you know like, that when I was a kid, that was my favorite thing about comic books mm-hmm. because you didn't nobody nobody had issue one of anything right you went mm-hmm. to the grocery store and it was whatever 350 something and you picked it up and you yep. just had to keep up and you're like oh look at who's that guy why'd he show up and you know it got the wheels turning in your own imagination or you would pick up pieces here and there as you like went along so maybe yeah, it scratches you just that knew you same liked, itch you just knew you liked spider-man and you went and saw the latest issue on the spinner rack and you bought it well, I never really liked Spider-Man that much, but sorry, we're gonna have to butt heads over that. Oh no, <laughs> a, a Spider-Man's fine. I don't like Peter Parker very much. He's like Charlie Brown. It's like, oh my god, could you get your life together, <laughs> Chris? I don't know if this is gonna work out. <laughs> you, 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 you can Look, say that, but how many girlfriends has he had? I mean, that's true. <laughs> I get it. He's a realistic character, but when he's I the, look at Peter Parker, I think like, yeah, that's me. Like, why would I want to watch my shit? I was going to say, he's the he's the <laughs> eternal tragic character. Peter Parker is. Yes. Yeah. And then Spider-Man is the escape from his miserable life. And that's, yeah. that's why he works, because you're supposed to be able to picture your miserable life and then, oh, if I had these powers, it'd be great and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't. <sighs> well... I will send you a radioactive spider for Christmas. How's that? I do. I have a bunch of Spider-Man comics, though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend I don't. All all twenty ninety nine Spider-Man. <laughs> Just kidding. No Peter Parker. I get it. All right. Well, that is all the news I included this week because I got a feeling we're about to get in depth. Oh, j- just to let you go, March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three is when John Wick four. Yeah, comes March twenty fourth. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, I knew it was going to be like. That was the thing. Like the trailer came out, it's in front of movies, so you know it's coming out soon. It's not, yeah, you know, twenty twenty five. Don't you hate knowing about how about movies so far in advance now? Yeah, it drives me nuts. Like on you know, one hand, you get like a tiny like, oh, that'll be cool, and then you're like twenty twenty six. What are you talking about? I'm not um, gonna live that long, especially with the Marvel movies. Another yeah. one of the another one of the podcasts in the Geek World All Stars. Uh, another shout out to fans of patrol and like 
that's what Tiff and Montego were saying with Black Adam. It was like they announced that whatever it was, eight years, eight or I nine mean, years. Yeah, that's ago. an especially rare case, but yes. <laughs> and on. it was just like, but that was the whole thing. They were like, they had all this time to make this movie. It was such a disappointment to them when they finally saw it because it was like they they just thought it should have been better. And I, you know, I mean, we talked about it last week. We liked it. It's it had its issues or or two weeks ago, whatever it was. But yeah, like they really were down. Yeah, on but it imagine because, if you only knew like three months in advance it was coming out exactly you'd be like that was amazing exactly (laughs) and i will say that is one of the things that marvel has done so much better than dc like they don't really announce stuff until they know like it's solidly being worked on and it's coming out like dc has announced stuff and it's like this just falls through or it takes six years to get out yeah so all right so now on to our main topic there was a little movie that came out this weekend, guys. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Before we get into it, here are some little facts about how it did. Opening weekend, domestically, $180 million. International, 150 So worldwide, $330 million, which is a hit, you know, in today's world. Top November opening of all time. Is that what I heard? Yeah, I think so. Biggest November of all time. Nice. Rotten Tomatoes score. We have the tomato meter, which is the critic score, is 84%. The audience score is 95%. And we did a little poll over on Twitter. <clears throat> Getting for it to load. I asked people what they thought of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I gave everyone four choices. Loved it. It was pretty good. Meh, I've seen better and Wakanda for never. Because I've been I've been criticized by the choices I've given on polls before. They're they're uh, a little they skew a little to how you think about the movie. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. So let's see. Let's let's do these in order. Uh, the in last place, it was pretty good. Got fifteen percent of the vote. Meh, I've seen better. Got twenty percent. Wakanda for never got seventeen point nine percent of the vote, and the winner, clear winner at forty six point two percent, was I loved it. We did have two comments on the post. Stafford Ziggy said so great, and Tim Jones. Okay, so. He has to be mentioned in every show. It's we're con- <laughs> we're contractually obligated. No. Yes. Um, we are now. <laughs> saw it Friday night. I have to see it again. The screen was really dark, so you couldn't see people very well in the night or underwater scenes. So I could see what, what I, I could, could see, see was that. fantastic. Sorry. Mm. To also to the guy who ordered his M M&M and and popcorn bags. Oh, I'm sorry. Crinkled his M M&M and M and popcorn bags through the whole movie. Please starve. Great movie. Sour grapes. <laughs> Available in finer newspapers blah, blah, blah. all across the country. Mm, yep. <laughs> all right. Particularly so, sour tonight, apparently. <laughs> thanks for that, Tim. We always love hearing from you. Anyway. Pe- people who crinkle their their concessions bags you know, during a movie, you can go right to the same hell with people that I, you know what during during the I don't movie. think I've ever my concessions have ever lasted to like when the movie starts. <laughs> am, I like, am I like a huge pig or what? Well, um, well, no, you know what? I timed it. There was uh, the, the showing I went to, there was a half an hour of, of oh, yeah. previews. One yeah, I, full I, I, half I hour like for a movie that's two minutes. for for a movie that's two hours 40 minutes long, and you added a half an hour on and it was yeah. funny too, because like we got there a little late. And I was like, well, there's previews. And like Karen knew I was seeing the movie for this, the podcast. She's like, just go. I'll bring the concessions in. She's like, you just go sit and, and, and so you don't miss anything. 
And like I'm sitting there and it's preview after preview and I'm yeah. like and she she came in at the last preview and I'm like, I feel bad. I could have helped you. And you could have <laughs> missed all the dumb previews. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, don't mind the previews. I don't like the commercials. Oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I remember mean, like and, the 90s when there were no like commercials. You just sat there and it was just blank. There's like soft orchestral music. Yes. <laughs> you got when you showed up, it was like, oh, this is Sometimes they'd have trivia questions come across. Yeah, the exactly. That was all it was. This is old man talk. <laughs> yeah, and too, when you when I go see these movies, it's always the same previews as well. Like Ant Man, John Wick, Fury of the Gods, like and I've seen all of them a dozen times already. Like uh, I don't watch trailers, so this was the first time I had seen any of those trailers. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... we watch it for the show all the time. So. All right. Let's go around the room and let's all non-spoiler give our initial reactions to the movie. And Chris, since you're no, new, you can oh, go man. first. Fair enough. Uh, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I think we're getting to the point, besides like the saturation of Marvel stuff, mm -hmm. I think the biggest problem with this movie is why is this the second Black Panther movie when the first one made a billion dollars in 2018? Do you know what I'm why did it take so long? Like, yeah. So if it wasn't attached to all these other Marvel franchises, mm -hmm. we could have had two movies. Like, there's there's already been three Spider-Man movies in, like, well, the same amount of time. There was there, kind of a could two have year, had, There was two-year plague there, kind of, you know? Well, I know, but you know, you know what I'm saying? There like, could have been at least even, one more Black Panther movie before this. Yeah. Yes. We could have had, like, if everyone making the Black Panther movies... We're solely focused, like producers on down, we're solely focused on making and maintaining a Black Panther franchise. This would not be the second one. We could have already had two with T'Challa. Do you know what I mean? I know it's like yeah. a big, like weird, like what if, but I feel like some of these things like get lost in like all these like big decisions that they make for the overall like Marvel franchise. I, I can't, I can't fault you for that. I you know I agree. What I mean? Like, and especially, and now there's like all the TV shows and stuff too. Like you guys have talked about like the fatigue of trying to keep up with everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is like a part of it. Well, you, you, you got to remember though, like check, was it, they came out with Black Panther in 2018, right? Mm -hmm. Already during the filming of that, he was already feeling, feeling the effects. Like there are stories of him, yeah, but it went, it, when they were doing the, the, him fighting in the water they had warming tents for the actors and there were reports of him you know some of the actors were kind of worried about him because he was sitting there for twice as long trying to get warmed up because he was already fighting you know right so right he was on he, chemo and that's that right and he changes died, your body temperature and he died august 28th 2020 yeah so like that is not enough time between that and and the first movie to make another movie this is true i'm just saying he was year, introduced he was introduced in civil war the same as spider-man spider-man's had three movies oh yeah no if they this is a... already the set this is only the second black panther movie do you know what i'm saying just like using that mm -hmm. and i know spider-man is a more popular character overall but i mean and, and, not, and, and not only that he was also in infinity war and endgame right. yeah right. so but at that point he was already when he was in that he was already the only th the only thing I could say, Chris, in somewhat defense, is that Marvel Studios is solely responsible for Black Panther, where Mar uh, where Sony is making right. the Spider Man movies. So they're so they're not bogged down in all the other that's garbage true. that's going on. And I'm not 
trying to assign blame or thing. I just know you were on the side of recast him because he's an important character. And then yeah. the other side is honor his legacy. I'm and I'm like, what, what's, yeah. what's the third? I'm like, is there like a third choice? Was there another choice? Could they have done more with the character when they had the actor? Do you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. all I was trying. That's the only point I was trying to make. Yeah. All right. It, it, the timing's tricky because of all the stuff that went down. I mean, I mean, it is. All right. John, but, they, was... but, but if they, if they, if they had stuck to their original winning strategy, they would have done a Black Panther movie first, then he would have shown up in Civil War, right? That's true, too. So, <clears throat> yeah. All right, John. So, what was your initial reaction coming out of the theater? I really liked it, you know? I mean, I wasn't really, I, I wasn't totally a fan of the first one because to me, that one felt, it felt really paint by numbers and it felt really fast. This one, you, you, you know me, though, I like movies that take their time and let you feel the characters out and and let you get invested in them and show you you know let let, let you live with the characters for a little bit before you get to the parts where you're supposed to care about what happens to them and this yeah the only thing i could say is the movie could be cut down just a little bit but i know that a lot of people have complained about how long it is and you know why we have all this you know intermission between all the action scenes like that and i think I think our attention spans these days are are getting really ridiculously short because movies like this that really take their time and have long series of, of shots of scenes where you're just getting to know the characters, no real action, only a little bit that moves the plot along, but enough, but, but, but enough meat to let you sink your teeth into it. Like really understand a character's motivation and then put them in danger. I like that, you know? And it's I feel like I feel like a lot of people are losing that. Like you couldn't you couldn't sit through Gone with the Wind these days. No, kids wouldn't be able to sit through that these days because there isn't an explosion every five minutes. You mm -hmm. know? Like isn't it weird people stream like an entire season of a TV show in a weekend, yeah. like eight, yeah. ten hours, but then they complain about like a two and a half hour movie. You're like, what is yeah, the, exactly. What's the disconnect here? So I I mean I really I really liked it for what it did, taking the time to really first off honor Chadwick Bozeman. I feel I felt that they 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 did a good job with that. And and then letting that affect the uh, the characters and it's at some there were some points where you're sitting here going, you're wondering if it's the character that's mourning the loss of King T'Challa or it's the actor mourning the loss of Chadwick Boseman. It's definitely both. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and that's good. Right. Like it was really, I don't, I don't, I, I was, I really liked it. You know, I, the only thing I could say is they might've been able to shave five, 10 minutes off it, but that's about it. I, I like the amount of time they spent with the characters letting us get to know them and, and all that so can what about I, you dave can i can i ask yeah. you john real quick before sure. dave yeah yeah because i i liked it too but would you watch it again <laughs> because it's it's like a bummer you know what I mean? which is fine there's plenty of good movies that and movies i would recommend to anyone that aren't you know necessarily uplifting or happy but I, a lot of the reason, a lot of the things I go into a Marvel movie for is that like larger than life, like spectacle. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to revisit this one very much. Well, I mean, 
they had no other choice but to make it like they have. I, right? Yeah, I'm not. I mean, yeah, you can't. Right. And it's, and and I get it. Like, I have a hard time with sad movies. You know, I had enough sadness in my life that I mean, the reason why I watch so much isekai and 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 anime is for the heroes triumphing over anything because I've seen enough. I, I've seen enough evil in my life. I need something to make me feel like there's a chance for the good, the good guys too. So I, and, and normally I would say, no, I wouldn't be able to watch this movie again because I'm already sad enough in my life as it is, but it did. I mean, again, like they, they honored the character and the actor well enough. And it's an interesting enough story. Like they, they did a really good job with Namor. Namor, right? We're going to call him Namor. But uh, they did a really good job with that, you know? And I think it's worth at least, I'd, I'd probably watch this in one more time. Yeah. But but you're right. It is a sad movie. And that is, a, that's, a, that's a problem for a lot of people these days, I think, is watching a sad movie like that. You know, more here, here comes one, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll give you my one word review. It was craptastic. No, I'm glad you asked that question, Chris, because... No, I couldn't ever watch this movie again. Like, and that's a big problem with it because I felt just like we talked about John Wick and we love the movies because it's escapism and there's, you're not bogged down with real world details and it's just this crazy action movie and Spider-Man. We, we also said that earlier that, you know, the fantasy is putting on the costume and having the powers and escaping the, the, the mundane real world. You gave me two and a half hours of mourning someone. I d- I didn't want that. Like like, give well, me no. mourning. Give me give me five ten minutes in the beginning of the movie mourning him, and then move on. Give me a story built off of that. Don't spend the entire movie talking about how much is you there, mourn him. Is what? there like a ratio? Like, what if it had been like half and half? I mean, I know it's it's like a weird question. Like, is that like if you know he was split or, almost down the middle, and then it was like you know two years later or something, and they just were kind of. I don't know. It's it's hard because JD always says stuff on this podcast that you have to you have to judge a movie in the time in which it was created. Like you have to mm-hmm. look at it through that lens. Agreed. And I think I agree with him. And I also think you have to look at what the movie was intending to do, like what it was trying to be. And yeah, and sometimes I've... you're just not on the same page. Like that's just not the move. Like yeah, the movie they were trying to make may have been successful, but that's not the movie you wanted to watch. And and this movie isn't just to make you sad. It's it's the movie was made to base, mean, like make with with Shuri. It's showing her 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 journey from from mourning the loss of her brother and then the loss of her mother too. So within very short amount of time, trying to show her journey from, from getting from that to learning to live with it, to moving on, you know, I well, mean, okay. what, what's the last scene in this? All right. And all we're right. getting to spoilers. Like, right. What's I was about to say, stuff? before we get into spoilers, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the movie yet, which if you listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you've seen it already. That'd be pretty weird. <laughs> But if you haven't seen it, you can stop here and come back later and listen. But here we go. Spoilers moving forward. But John, see, and it's not just the morning. That's the, the, I wanted to finish my answer. It's not just the morning of T'Challa. It was, there's, I have other issues with this movie too. And I'm going to start with Shuri. Like she went from being one of my favorite characters in the first movie to, I hated her in this. Movie. Yeah, She's the wrong choice, right? I don't shouldn't it be so. shouldn't like, it be Lupita's character? 
I'm sorry, I can't remember what her name is in the movie. Nakia. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't it be Nakia? She's already like has the training to be the Black Panther. Well, yeah, it's but she even... wasn't. She wasn't one of the royal line. That's the thing. Yeah. The royal line has technically always been the ones that assume the mantle of the Black Panther. No, no. My issue isn't. Yes. What happened in Civil War that got the Black Panther involved and then was the catalyst for the first movie? His father died. Right. right. Shuri was not that upset in the first movie about the death of her father as she was a year later about the death of her brother still. Well, you know, and again, but you're talking about, you're talking about like repeated trauma, right? She loses her, she loses her father. There's not even a mention of the loss of the, of the father other than from because um, because this is six years later though. Right. This is, this is what six or seven years later, Marvel. No, it was a year after his death in the movie. The beginning scene is him dying. And then it's a, it's a year later. Right. But she's lost him. She moves on. But oh, you're now, saying it's been but, six but, years since she lost her father. Right. At this point, it's been six or seven years. But then she loses her brother, who, like, you can expect to lose an elder, right? But, he, yeah, but she yeah, didn't yeah. lose him. She didn't lose him from natural causes. He I was know. killed. She should have been. If she was that upset of losing her brother, she should have been that upset losing her father. And she wasn't. You changed the character uh, I mean, to fit the plot of the movie. No, I don't think so because people change, and after after having the trouble losing change your father, much. it's much it's much harder on you to lose somebody else, especially somebody you didn't expect to lose, like your brother. Especially because she did. There was no way she could have saved her father. She was sitting right there trying to save her brother when he passed away, right well, basically right in front of her. Right. That's, that's that's my first issue with the movie. The way he like, died. The way he died, like they could have done one of two things. They could have just said cancer because that's what he died from in real life. But no, that was a mysterious disease. Or they could have had a CGI scene and had him die saving someone, you know, like, like heroically, heroically have him die a hero. Yeah. That's kind of hard I don't know. to that's... judge whether that would be right or not. You know, I would rather him die. I mean, I knew the they weren't going to show him because I think they came out after he died. They came out right away and they said, we're not going to recast him. And we're not going to use any kind of CGI to have him in anything. And I, I think feel that like was I a rem- wrong choice. I yeah. feel like I remember them saying that. Yeah, but. I mean, because they made it a mysterious disease because this is the country that saved Ross can, in the first movie. Right, can cure just about anything. Just can cure just about anything, but couldn't save the child. So so now we have to make it a mysterious so disease. because, yeah. And also he's the Black Panther where the herbs gives him increased health and stamina and and resistance to poisons and everything so it's like it had to be a mutant disease that could kill him so then it should have wiped out half of wakanda so it like to me it just didn't work it like it was just like come on this there could have been just give him cancer right like uh, they were no one could cure cancer i will say they were in an impossible situation yeah dealing with this well he had already it was even worse right Christine, because he already had the script written, right? Yeah, yeah. They, the screenwriter, Ryan, Coo- Ryan Coogler, they already had the script written and For then the Bo- movie, yeah. Bozeman passed away. So yeah, it was like totally impossible. You have to, you have to balance the fact that you have to rewrite the entire script, lose your main character and pay, uh, and, and pay respects to that actor while keeping the spirit of the story you were trying to tell. It's like, kind of amazing that, it exists as of like that they made the movie yeah but yeah. i i i fully disagree with you dave like shuri i and imagine this from Letitia wright's point of view she goes from the plucky comedic sidekick 
you know. The, right, that's why it doesn't work for me. She was the, the upbeat. To... She was the upbeat one in the first movie. Well, like, yeah, the happy the, one, and both not... both that and Infinity War. Right, she but was... people people in real life get tragic. Yeah, you know, have tragedy happen to them and cannot be plucky and and happy go lucky through it. Right, I like, think. Speaking of someone can... who's gone through tragedy, um, it didn't change my personality that much. Yeah, but but this was repeated tragedy. I mean, by the end, by halfway through this, she's lost. She, she lost her father. Okay, she dealt with that. Then she lost her brother, a disease that she couldn't cure. She blames herself for not for not being able. To I cure think it. you're. She, I think you're and, defending something because just because you like the story. I don't. No, no, but that's me. that was part of the plot. She blamed herself for not being able to save him. And there was then none she of, loses her mother. There was none of her personnel. That's the whole thing, right? And I think you 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 answered the question. They had already had the script written. They had to rewrite it to work. So they kept a lot of their story ideas. So a lot of what they wrote, they wrote for Chadwick and his version of Black Panther. Yeah. Coogler said he, <clears throat> during the filming of the first Black Panther, he called like Namor, like, I want to use that character. Right. And so, so that's the whole thing is like, so Shuri was definitely rewritten to fit a story idea that was already there instead of, because there was none of her like, well, there was a little bit. There's two scenes, and the only two scenes I liked in the movie where she was still like funny. But you're you, you might as well just be saying she didn't act the way you wanted her to. But that's not the circumstances that she was put in. The it's circumstances the same, she was no it's the, the circumstances, same reason. You know, they, 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 the last Jedi you sucks. Well be, yeah, but but you you can't tell somebody to be happy. You can't force them to be happy. Right, you can't tell Luke Skywalker to be happy, but everyone hates that movie because of the way they portrayed Luke in it. But the right It's the same story, it's the same thing. But the I don't writing, like the movie because of the, the way they portrayed her in the movie. I think the story properly handled the way somebody would have to deal with repeated and and very recent tragedy in their life. Losing two members of their family within 1 year is going to do very bad things to somebody, especially especially on top of all the other pressures she got. She couldn't save her brother. She's now the only surviving member of the royal family. She's She's got another more powerful nation gunning for her country that she has to protect now. And she has nobody to confide in. Like, did, you, did you feel, John, and did you feel it was uneven at all? And I, I know you liked the movie, and I, I liked it too, but... I did feel that I, I did feel there was a, a disconnect between the parts of the movie that were them dealing with this incalculable tragedy and then superhero stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like the, the, it was, I th- I think they did a good a good job. I think they did as maybe as good as they could have. But I didn't I didn't know if you felt any of that as someone that liked the movie a lot. Very very little, you know. In fact, that in fact, on my side, I thought the parts where she she started cracking jokes were the uneven parts because you know, like you know, when you get into a funk like that, like that, and I because to through, you that was like the outlier of the, yeah, because I've been I've been right. I've been through tragedy like that. I've been through tragedy like that, and and you only start cracking jokes again when you start to heal a little bit, when you start to accept and 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 start to move on. And she hadn't quite like the story, the story, the way the story was written. She hadn't quite hit that yet, you know. So yeah. did you tear up? I teared up during the 
when the Marvel, when the logo, when it was yeah. all Chadwick Boseman stuff. Oh, oh, that that, that got me pretty good. <laughs> what what about what about Angela Bassett? Yeah, that she was should her get home. a freaking Oscar. I will say, she was the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, she she she, she acted her ass off. So then that was probably also something you didn't like about the movie then too. What? No, no, I I, oh, I enjoyed her performance. Uh, no, I, I mean, but then killing her off. Oh probably... yeah. I felt like like they made her such a great she was she was a background character in, in Black Panther. Like she was For sure. the queen, but it was more she was just there to support where at least the first half of the mo- this movie was her movie. Yeah. And sure. it just felt like a waste to kill her off. I like, and it's that's one of those Marvel formula things. They killed her off to motivate Shuri more to go and and get the herb. She she already, and it was yeah. like you know, it's just like killing off Coulson to get the Avengers to to get together and fight Loki. Yeah, so it's, but I, I don't, I you know, I don't know if they did it way better than they did it in Avengers or whatever or whatever. But I, it did not feel like that to me at all. That she was just a. It's a gratuitous kill for motivation. It is, but she did so well, and she had so much to do in the beginning of this movie that, and it wasn't. It was kind of genuinely like shocking. And Namor was like, "Oh, you're not going to kill her too," and then they do, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and (laughs) Namor was gunning for her, right? Like it was Namor was was like his motivation. Like it made it 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 made it feel totally justified that yeah he was going to murder one of the royal family. All right, Dave, let's hear your problems with Namor. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's let's in take his, let's take the, the, let's take the oldest Marvel character with the most established <laughs> story and crap all over him. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, mean that ha- a, okay. So and, that and decision... I'm sorry. They've made him a villain now. They, there's no way to redeem him at this point. He's now a villain in the MCU, and fuck. That. That's fine. I I like him but as he, I like him as a villain. I hate like him as in a villain. comics. I always I uh, I like when he's but he's he, been a villain. He's, no, he's, he's an anti-hero. He's never been a full-on villain. He, this, no, he was a full-on villain. In, I'm sorry. In the in the comics, he's he's got like no, he's um, an anti-hero. He's he's bipolar most of the time, right? He has he has fits of rage. He definitely has some villain moments. There's in like Hickman's Avengers run, like New Avengers, he's like sides with Thanos and. But he never uh, full on. Yeah. He never full on went manic villain and started killing people like he did in this. Uh, movie. He destroyed whole planets. But yes. <laughs> oh yeah, wait. In the Thanos, yeah, in that run, yeah, I'll give you that. But but, but I'm I was also say, a fan and, of the '80s. So <laughs> well, yes, like, like the John Byrne, like the the sub. Yeah, I also stuff. hate. I really, I'm sorry. I hate them tying his origin into uh, vibranium. I thought that was so dumb. Like. He's half Atlantean. That's always been his origin. Like, why did you change it for this? They're not. That stupid. has to. Because, that because has to be a decision from like the top down. No, they're, that they're has legal, to be a Kevin Feige decision. The, the, right? the rumor is that they're legally not allowed to use Atlantis in relation to Namor. I don't know. Why? I don't know. I, Atlantis. I don't, I, but you can still. I, you still don't mean, even. You can just say the, what the name of the city that they used in the movie. And just say that's a, a, a fill-in for Atlantis, but it could still be the same backstory. They were still mer people. He's half mer, half human. He mutated because of that, and that's why he's got the wings and the strength. Like, I assume they're trying to separate themselves from Aquaman because DC got to it. They got their movie out first. first. Yeah, yeah, but even though Aquaman is a copy of Namor in the comics. Well, yeah, of course. But I just know, I, I, I hated that they did that. I really do. I just like I like the character so much, and they changed him way too much in this movie. And it was just like, nah, 
They did, but he, I don't know, he played him a lot like he is in the comics sometimes. Sometimes. And And I also like... I liked the way, I liked the way it looked. I liked all that Mesoamerican stuff. I thought that like looked cool. Yeah. What also bugged me was like, he shows her around the city trying to make him a sympathetic character, but then he's still just a mustache trolling villain by the end. Like... I'm still going to get my revenge on on the on the surface world. I'm still going to kill people. Yeah. No, it, it makes him calculating and and very and quite deep and At evil. The end, the, and I just like well, the there, last, it no, wasn't no, like not, oh, I learned evil. my lesson. Not not evil. He's protecting. He's protecting his country. By, so he's going to by, kill everyone else on the planet to protect his country. That's his plan. No, I'm sorry. They made him a full on Doctor Doom level villain in this movie, and it's just like no. I, does I, their I, I, does their portrayal of Namor in this scare you for their portrayal of Doctor Doom? Yes, yes, yeah. Because originally, because originally they're... it was rumored that Doctor Doom was going to show up in an after credit scene, but they nixed it. And I kind of feel like that's why they nixed it because they made him that level of a villain already. Like that doesn't make sense to bring Doctor Doom at this point. Hmm. I mean, they're just they're, they're similar characters. You know, they both run a country and all and, that kind of stuff so and i and i can hear it now i can hear the argument of the reason they tied it into wakanda is because he's protecting the quote-unquote um the herb and 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 their vibranium but they don't need to do that his motivation in the comics for why he hates the surface world works just as works even better today than it did when they created the <laughs> character because we pollute the oceans and that's why he's mad like come on like that's a more that's a more powerful message than I don't want him stealing my vibranium. It was like you know. Well, it wasn't just stealing the vibranium; it was coming after and wiping them out because he's seen it before. They made they showed that in the movie, the the conquistadors, right? He's seen yeah, but, he's seen other countries come in and just wipe out an indigenous indigenous population. Yeah, and look and how powerful they to, made look how powerful they made the army and his army in this in this movie they nearly wiped out wakanda right but wakanda wakanda while incredibly powerful isn't very large what he's worried about is all of the other nations banding together and coming after him and that's not something he can deal with very easily no it's stupid not possibly not something he could survive his his motivation from the comics is better i'm sorry it's dumb like mm -mm. it is namor was crap in this movie and it sucks because the actor, what's his name? Hold on. Yeah, me... he did a really good job. He, he did really a great job. I just want Tinak Hurata. Like he's an excellent actor, and like I could see him playing a decent Namor, but and he Is did this play like a decent the Namor. Departure for a character in the MCU, like so far. <sighs> hmm, I mean, besides, like I'm not going to count the the Mandarin because that turned out to not really be him, but. That is a good question. Is it the biggest departure from the comic origin? I did not dislike it as much as, as you did. Yeah, I was I, fine with I it. thought it was, I could be weird. I, I thought it was interesting. Sometimes I want them to change stuff from the comics because I've already read all the comics and I don't know, show me something I haven't seen before. But that only works if it works. So I understand a few. Well, another character in this movie that they've changed kind of from the movie and I felt like, I don't know why she was included. I like just wait for her show. It was Riri Williams. It was like she was a plot point and barely used in this movie. Like, why did you do that? Like it just it it didn't work for me. Like, and again, she's 
her her origin in the comics is a very Batgirl origin. She's an Iron Man fanboy, and that's why she creates the suit. And and she's a genius level like him, and that's like her connection. And she was creating the suit, like like her first suit looked a lot like the the first Iron Man suit that it, that he made, right? You it mean was, the one from it, the cave, kind of? Yeah, kind of. I mean, but she wasn't covered; like she was exposed in that it, suit. She did seem a little shoehorned into this movie. Yeah. Well, they're they're getting her in there probably for Iron for uh, the was she has the, her own series coming at Disney Heart. Plus, like just Ar- Armor Wars. They they probably want her in there for Armor Wars, right? But like just let her just give us her origin in the show like that's what i've been waiting for like and i felt like they just she was just shoehorned in and yeah i don't know it was like we didn't need her like great actress like i look forward to the show but we didn't need her in this movie okay so just a a a note from from this is one of the one of the sites i've read this and just so you know so it says Notably, there have also been rumors that Marvel Studios is not legally allowed to use Atlantis in a live-action setting with Namor, though no verifiable evidence of this claim is readily available. It's mm-hmm. possible that such an idea is born out of misunderstanding regarding Marvel Studios' ability to use Namor in a movie at all, as the character's film rights were previously tangled between several studios, including Universal Pictures. Universal, yeah. yeah. So, so it may. I mean, Atlantis—the like, concept of Atlantis—that's like public domain. It has to be. It, like it any, is, anybody. But, but that, in relation right? to him, like I, who knows? I who knows what know Marvel did with selling? Well, I mean, it's when also Marvel <laughs> sold the rights. They... It's also why it's also why we haven't gotten a solo Hulk movie because they're still tied up with Universal with as well. Universal. Yeah. 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 So it's pot. Uh, it's very pot. What is it? One one studio owns a lot of Spider Man's Rogue Gallery, but but other studios, but, but other studios still own certain characters or something like that. Well, the greatest example is is Venom, um, right? No, no, not no. Don't don't think Spider Man. The greatest example of weird rights is Quicksilver and Wanda. Yeah, both Fox and Marvel own the rights to use them in movies. Marvel for the Avengers and uh, Hmm. the other ones for the X Men. X Men. Yeah, yeah. That's why we got two versions of them. Like what? Like in the same year, almost. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. So. So yeah, so it's very possible that like maybe Universal has the rights to Namor in Atlantis. So here's a question: it could be. strictly it could Namor be. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? If JD reads here, he would talk about how Marvel, like it's, they want you to watch everything. So the Riri Williams thing, Ironheart, that's like a, it's a feature, not a flaw, because they're trying to get you to, to get watch you the interested other in stuff, the show. Right? Yeah. My question is: Are they doing that anymore? Because I feel like this whole phase has been about them trying to move away from that. Like, why, like for example, why did I watch Moon Knight? Yes, I liked I, I, Moon Knight, but there was nothing in there that the, connected the, to anything. I will say that that like Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, up until the end, right? Right. Um, so like the very last episode. Yeah, and you know what? She Hulk, even to an extent, you don't like. She Hulk had Daredevil, but you can't. Are they going to put She-Hulk in the Avengers and then she, what, saves the day by, like, going and changing the movie script? <laughs> like, I really liked that show. <laughs> but, I mean, her no, power when would be, like, when unimaginable. She's, when she's in other comics, she doesn't break the fourth wall as much as she does in her own book. So. I, okay, that's fair. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it's expanding to the point where these things are making less and less sense as a whole. Yes, well... That's the other thing, though. This movie is definitely setting up a bunch of stuff for the future. 
Like, yes. Well, all of all of this stuff that we're talking about have, you know? Right. I mean, we've introduced a whole bunch of new characters, a whole bunch of the Dark Avengers or whatever, or the or the Thunderbolts and 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 the young Avengers. So we've got all these characters running around now, and now they have this stable from which they can draw from for the main storylines that they're they're now starting to work on. But uh, I just don't know if they're doing it as effective as they have in the past. But uh, Madame Hydra Val or Louis, the Elaine's character, Julia. Oh yeah, she's there. <laughs> like as soon as she showed up, I'm like, guess what, guys? The Thunderbolts are going to try to destabilize Wakanda to get vibranium. Well, that makes sense, though. That's... I mean, I mean that that tracks with reality. <laughs> I mean, what what do that's we do gonna, in the like... Middle East for 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 oil, right? Okay, I really feel so that's then, going to be the so plot of she, Thunderbolts. I like her. She's great. Why was she in this? Look, I just, as, we've, as we've seen her before, she's shown up for like, you know, at the end of something to be kind of like mysterious and vaguely evil. In this, she's kind of in it and she's, you know, got her like zingers and stuff, but she doesn't really like do anything. She would have been more effective, like showing up at the end and you get that idea that she's agreed but, but we've does that make sense but we've yeah. set up that she's the head of the, she's the head of the cia right yeah i guess right that's that's big like she's supposed to be moving the shadows here you know we learned she is she's like one of the top dogs in in the u.s government now that's right. gonna pose a really up. big problem if she's the one behind thunderbolts and and all this other stuff going on like you're gonna find out that you know hydra was never completely destroyed that she's, you know, that's right. That's, she's Madame Hydra, right? Yeah, exactly. Like that's where they're going with this. And the, and the 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 Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers is going to be, you know, her team. And also think about it too, right? Because like Bucky's in it, and he has a tie to Wakanda, right? You know, and now she has a tie to Wakanda, and yeah, I don't hmm. know. We'll see. It's it. Uh, it's going to have to be a really good story for like why they all agreed to do this. You know, the Thunderbolts. They were I... tricked into it. Mm. They had bombs implanted at the base of their skull. Oh, wait, that's a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I, I saw an interesting thing today where they were saying, like, they're they're setting her up to be the Amanda Waller of the MCU. And I'm like, oh, no. Well, a worse, not, yeah, I mean. Worse? The than... new Nick Fury. She's younger than Samuel L. Jackson, right? <laughs> Yeah, but she's she's not she's not anything like that. Like she's yeah. she's not going to make things better at all. That's true. You know? Right. That's not her job. She's she's an antagonist, pure and true. Dave, does your like childhood have like a tragic backstory which can only be shown in black and white because that's the universal sign of a crappy history with dead parents and orphanages and beatings? Because you just no, I like happy stuff. movies. This, this is I not thought, a happy movie. Well, no, it's not supposed to be. And it crapped on though. things I love. So no, it's like I had a happy. I don't See, think it crapped. I think you're enough. with the, your tragic childhood is why you liked this movie. <laughs> no, I, I just you know. Okay, like, I so will me, say as an outsider listening to the podcast and this being the first time I've been on, I knew you were going to like it, John, and I knew you were not going to like it, Dave. Ooh, and I also. You weren't expecting to like. No. Is that fair to say? I, I wanted to. I really did want to like it. I wanted okay. to go in. When they, when they I had the wrong. scene in the beginning when he dies, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Like, I'm sold. Kind of but, right. but then, like, when I saw the path that they had her on, when she takes finally takes the herb and goes to the ancestral plane and meets Killmonger, I'm like, oh. 
yeah, this isn't what I wanted. You know, I wonder, but that was the most that. brilliant part of it, though. Her seeing Killmonger, that makes complete sense because she's she by that point she's lost her mother, her father, her brother. She's going through all this stuff. Of course, she's going to want revenge at that point. That's part of her character journey during this. Right. Also like Which is part. the complete opposite of her brother. <laughs> and that's why I didn't like it. I liked T'Challa. I liked the story that they told. Like, think about it. In some ways, this is the same story as the first movie in a lot of ways. Well, Just not really. In a darker tone. Yeah, it is. No. <laughs> It's 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 it's, it's not. It Namor Namor and Killmonger have very similar motivations. They're not. He, Namor wants to team up with Wakanda to 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 take to take over the surface world before they come and get them, and and Killmonger wants to use Wakanda's power to take over the world. Only very and, slightly do they do the plots resemble themselves or or do the antagonists the, anything in common? Not. But but yes, they I, are. They do. It's scratch the, the surface. She's the dark the version of her brother. That's that's what the diff big difference between the but two movies. But she's not because at the end she's gone through her journey and she and realizes that's she the can't other, kill him. And that's my biggest problem with that movie uh, is like she's so set to kill him. <laughs> she saw Killmonger. She's on a revenge path. She sees her mom for a second. Show him what who you are, and that's it. Okay, I'm not going to kill him because like, most people <laughs> most people when they get when they're dead set on killing somebody. Most human beings, when they get to the point where this is it, I'm going to kill this person. That's when their conscience kicks in. How many that's times have you tried most... to kill someone? <laughs> Man, you haven't killed the same people I've <laughs> killed, John. Because <laughs> let me tell you, most <laughs> given that situation, and given the fact that she had enough time to get to know him and his people and his own motivation, that it is at that point where you are faced with, I am going to take this life, that you are going to start thinking really hard about why and how you're going to take that life. Let's, that's what, that's when you're going to make a in, decision. That's the, that's, that's the crux. That's the fulcrum. That's the inflection. I agree. Right I like, I liked the ending and I liked, I liked her sitting and finally burning the clothes as a symbolic of moving on or trying to move past it or something like that. I, I appreciated that. So I'll I'll side with you on this one. In the first movie, when Chadwick and Mbako fight for the throne, right? Oh man, he was the best part of this movie, by the way. Oh, he was. Yeah. Well, well him and Angela Bassett, walking in right? like walking in like chewing, like just not caring. <laughs> <laughs> in the first movie, when they fought, and did you ever think for a half a second that T'Challa was going to kill Mbako, right? Right. Like was that was never a thought that would pop in your head because he's the hero. Heroes don't kill. You thought he, she's going to kill Namor. Like you really thought like and it's like I, I should I never did, think my hero wants uh, to kill. But because it, that's kind of why I liked it cuz she earned that redemption a little bit. Does that make sense? Yes. I just feel like it I it was too quick of a redemption in my opinion for how dark they made her through rest, the rest of the movie. Yeah. And then trusting him again, at the end, like, oh yeah, no, I'm just going to walk away, and I'm never going to come here again. Like, come oh, you on. Don't, you, there's no, there's no way you think that she's going to completely trust him. But the thing is that, again, yes, you can go all dark Avenger, and and you know, go on a rampage she to try to kill that person. Movie. But but again, given her, <laughs> given her background, given her upbringing, right. At that point, that is when your your hindbrain is going to kick in, and you're going to say, "Do I really want to kill 
when it's when you've got a knife to that guy's throat. That's when you're going to say, all right, I'm ready to kill this guy. And wait a minute, this is not me. You know, that's 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 when people make real decisions of who they're going to be. It makes perfect sense. I'm just afraid now to be alone in a room with you with a knife. (laughs) I decided not to kill you right away. So, all right. I will say the scene in the college with Riri Shuri and the general. I can't think of her name. Come on, John. Akoya. One of your favorite characters. Nikia? Yeah. Akoya. Akoya. Yeah. Akoya. 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 Like, that was one of my favorite moments in the movie. Like, that felt real. You know, and it was like, that's a conversation I know women have, like with the makeup and like, like that was great, you know, but there weren't enough moments like that in the movie, I feel. But that's not this movie. This movie was about. This movie was about crap. No, the movie was about despair and, and learning to deal with, with tragedy. Like it's. And I would want to escape those feelings. Did you, did you the... just like it that much? Cause if I. I wouldn't be able to talk about it this much if I just like, like my brain doesn't work that way. Like I can't, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be able to talk about it if I didn't like, like it at least on some level or I used to work with, for example, I used to work with this guy and I would always make fun of him. And at one point I'd be like, dude, do you like hate me? I'm like, no, I like you. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't even talk to you. You understand? <laughs> well, again, <laughs> like Angela Bassett. Great. Mbako. Yeah. Perfect. Even the stuff with with Everett Ross, like you know, I can't think of the actor's name. Martin um, Freeman. Martin Freeman. He's he's always good. Everything that I've yeah. seen. And and you can't take it away from the other actors. I just the script they were given doesn't work for me. You know, like yes, she was portraying anger and revenge and sadness really well. But I mean, I expect sadness, but the revenge, like. That just that didn't work for me. Didn't, I don't feel her character would be that revenge-focused, that hard, that quick. It would if you lost that many members of your family and you had all the pressures she had. Maybe maybe the... the just depends. Maybe the, I mean, who's, who's to know? Maybe Hopefully the story, you never have to find out. Yeah. Maybe the story failed to, to impress upon you, Dave, like to, to bring you into, you know... No, I'm feeling like maybe I am not and... that person. I mean, you know that I lost my wife and then a few months later lost my mother-in-law. Like they were obviously the two of the most important people in my life. I get and it. And I did not go around wanting revenge on the world. Like, well, that's because you can't get revenge on. I mean, like there's, there's, there's nothing for you to get revenge on. Right. But I in do this... see your black Panther suit hiding in the background of your, yeah. <laughs> right. You're getting revenge on somebody. <laughs> But like, I don't, I don't, I don't escape into those feelings. Like, I don't let those feelings take me over at all. Like, I never have been that person. So. But you didn't have a focus point, a focal point for your, for your revenge, right? In this case, she had a focal point, Namor, right? I, I don't know. I don't excuse like, the behavior. He presented himself, killed her mother, made her, made, made him her target. And 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 she had all this rage built up already, and and despair, and she and, was already just, a rageful person before her mother was killed in this movie. No, she was distraught, not rageful. Plus, he it gave was, her that dope friendship bracelet, and then killed her mom. What's that yeah. about? Come on, dude. <laughs> right. She wasn't rageful until he killed her mother. That's when she was. That's when she just, you know, it did. The, it, the vision goes red, and you just you just start acting out of out of your emotion that's all you know 
no forebrain. Hey, okay, Kristen, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I could ever watch it again. You know, like I can go back and watch the first one over and over again. I don't think I could sit through this movie again. I don't know. I I'm think... sure I'll, I'll probably watch it with my wife because she really liked the first one, and I just went and watched this by myself like a creep. I, lo- I love going to the theater by myself to watch a movie. It's the best. Do you guys, yeah, okay, it... do you guys like the picking your seat or not? Because I feel like two different ways about it. <laughs> I like, like you, you buy your seat ahead of time, but then some idiot buys a seat right next to you. And then you, what can you move? You can't move, right? I like I, I like not having to rush because I already have a seat. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Then you don't. Someone could be next to you. Luckily, no one was next. The seat next to me was empty. We were on the end, so she was the first seat. I was the second seat, and the third seat was empty. So I went like Sunday morning. It was a full theater, but everybody was cool. Everybody was there to see the movie, so that's always good. I've I've seen I've seen people play musical chairs when they get there, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like being I like knowing where my seat's going to be, you know, so I, I can go through and and at which showing so I can get the best seat. But usually, the first few shows during the day, like the the matinees, they're not very full where I yeah. am. But then again, like my theater here was showing it. I think there were like eighteen showings during the day. <laughs> Like, you nice. know, and, and, and at night it gets full, I think, um, but at 10, to, I saw mine at 10, 20 in the morning. When I love seeing movies that early, it's the best. I was going to say when you still have daylight, when you come out, yeah, it's, when, it's, I, when I go full. by myself, I, I do go to like the 10 o'clock matinee so that it's empty. It's daylight. I still have a little day in front of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's old guy speak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to old man talk. <laughs> oh, I hate though. When you like. You get to the theater, you've bought your tickets, you're assigned seat, and there's somebody in your seat. I love it. <laughs> I love having to go up and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, there are confrontational times when the, to a total stranger. <laughs> there are times when they like they look at you confused and then they pull their ticket out and they realize like they're at the wrong end of the aisle. And then there are times yeah, where like they always... just they just get up and move. It's like you knew you were in the wrong seat. <laughs> it's usually a misunderstanding. Half the time I'm the one doing it, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, I should. Learn All that. right, I think we we're not going to come to an agreement on this movie. Nope. <laughs> I didn't even think that was is that an option? We can't. Let's, we can't. We can't stop until we've agreed. Oh, let's by put accident. A, let's put a pin in this one. Let's go around final thoughts, and we'll give a score one to ten, as we always do. I'll and, go last. Uh, <laughs> All right, you can go last. John, you can go first. I, I I think for what this movie had to deal with, I mean, it is it is just a, a story of tragedy and, and and you know, somebody having to deal with that tragedy. It's just happens to be set in the Marvel universe and dealing with actual real life tragedy along with you know, it's just you're you're right. I I, I may watch this one more time, bring a box of tissues and a lot of ice cream. But, you know, because it's, again, I, I don't like really sad stuff. I don't have the capacity to deal with that in my life. So, but but I do admire a very well-told story and, and a story that deals with these subjects in a very respectful manner. And also, I like stories where they take the time to let the characters breathe so you can actually care about them when they actually do get in danger. 
you know, you can actually feel for them. Give the, you know, more, more than, more than the, the, the Shyamalan one trait syndrome, right? <laughs> this person likes hot dogs. Okay. Oh, he's dead. Oh. So anyway, yeah. I, I, I like just, hot dogs. I, 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 I think people should watch this movie. It is not, it is not, not the standard Marvel, you know, director set of, of movie them. They, you know, it, it, it's, I think it was very well done. I think they, they managed to pull it off and that, that says something, you know, cause they did care. If I really feel that they cared about what happened with Jack, Bo, Jack Bozeman and they did pay their respects to him in the script. So, I mean, I'll give, I'm giving this an 8.5, you know? Oh, I thought you would give it higher. I, I, I'd give it a nine. There's still some things that they could, I, it's a very long movie. They could have cleaned it up a bit, but you know. Oh, we didn't even touch on the sun at the end, no. which I, I'm sorry. That also felt tacked on. And I think that's something to do with future plans. I think they made them do that. I don't know that to me, that I mean, I like the idea of giving her family again and having hope, but to me, that felt like the director's touch. Like, yes, in the Marvel universe in Wakanda, they have this ancestral plane, but in the real world, that's the legacy mm -hmm. is like the people that you're going to leave behind. Yeah. And your family or your children or whoever you have. And so I think to me, that felt like that kind of touch. I don't know if they'll revisit it or not or if that was we're used to the post credit scene meaning this is what's coming in the future but it didn't really feel that way to me and, but, yeah. and i could be and, wrong and there was some there was history like in the first movie nakia you know she was a former member of the war dogs but she i mean you knew something was going on between her and t'challa right yeah you knew something was going on so it kind of makes it and he does have a son in the comics so right. Storm so, is his his mother, not right. So, but so it 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 kind of it it doesn't it's not it's not out of the blue. Let's put it that way. It wasn't tacked on, you know. This is just where they decided to put it, and it, and it did. It, it is like the the final little push that Shuri probably needed to help her start to really heal. You know. Yeah. She has another member of the royal family. She she has somebody else, somebody she has to take care of, you know, that helps right. take care of anyone. So that's good. Sorry. So final thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I what was did Christine? I'm sorry. He said he wanted to oh, go I'm last. Going last. All right, go. He wants to go. I know. I normally go last. <laughs> Just chaos, screwing everything up. I got it. My wait. Hold on. My mind. I need to make a point. What was the movie? It came out on HBO Max. They turned into a two-parter, Jason Momoa, based on the Dune? book. Dune. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, my points. These I forgot to bring these up. Just like Dune, where there were so many action scenes at night and then underwater, there were too many scenes where you couldn't see what was going on in this movie. <laughs> I do think it was too long. I there are there were moments when I'm like, wait, this isn't over yet. You know, looking at my watch, like if I can feel the time in a movie. I'm not enjoying it, you know? And then, unfortunately, I felt the time in this one. I never got that. Hmm, that's fair. So, and saying that, I've said my pieces about Namor and Shuri's characterization in this movie. So, I'm giving it a five. Whoa. Jeez. <laughs> you know? Sorry. You know, there there are parts of it that are that are decent, but, 
it's not it's definitely not getting in my top 10 marvel movies so it's harder all the time <laughs> all right wow oh, i don't know if i have any final thoughts i think i said all the words that need to be said <laughs> i'm gonna give it a uh, seven friendship bracelets <laughs> very good you can tell you listen <laughs> unlike john <laughs> i completely forgot because i'm too busy like trying to figure out how the hell you don't like this but all right <laughs> all right well that is our review of black panther let us know in comments on social media what you thought of the movie i know i'm gonna get a lot of static on this especially from randy and don and those guys i know that i am i don't care all right so yourself. let's 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 wrap this up with any recommendations or what did you learn on the podcast this week and uh chris you can go first all right i didn't learn anything <laughs> just like <Perfect>. all good <laughs> all good entertainment i didn't learn a thing i have two recommendations first i will recommend again the comic story that kevin conroy wrote and jay bone illustrated it's called finding batman it's available for free he's like app whatever that reading app is it was in the DC Pride for 2022. And then second, I'll be that guy. And I'm going to recommend my own book. Go for it. Go for it. It's called Night Brings Night. It's by me, Chris Lorenzen. That's Chris with a K. My last name is Lorenzen, L-O-R-E-N-Z-E-N. You can find it on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, pretty much any bookstore. It's paperback. It's 15 bucks. There is an e-reader version that... Sh- we had a little snag with but should be up by the time this podcast goes up and uh, yeah that's pretty much it all right john <laughs> i've learned that dave has no soul and uh, my recommendations besides him getting his uh, 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 a soul <laughs> is uh, i would i would i would recommend uh, and yeah you know, that probably goes for some of the people I, I don't know how many i don't know what our demographics are these days but if you haven't seen Batman the Animated Series, I would say go back and watch it. I Even if you have. I Yeah, because it's been a while now. And I think it still holds up. And if you're not looking to get into an entire series, just watch Batman Mask of the Phantasm. That, you know, at least at least that movie. And Heart um, of Ice. Hmm? And watch the episode Heart of Ice. Yeah, oh, true. yeah. Heart if of you're Ice. you're only going to watch one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes or, on my birthday, I make my wife watch like an episode or two of the animated series. <laughs> or, or even like the, the, the dual, was it the, the, there's two, a two episode series called World's Finest where, you know, or Feet of Clay was, was another of the best episodes. So any, any, any of those, just, just to get a feel for just how much of himself Kevin Conroy put into his voice acting for this character that's that's it all right well i will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week links to all our social media at the top of the page and of course comic book reviews by chris that's me Yay! All right. the next one should be up before this podcast goes out because i'll do that tonight and i learned i do not want to be alone in a room with john and a knife because you know i wouldn't need that he might not have his room dungeon. <laughs> he will physically overpower you. <laughs> Recommendations. Hmm. I don't got anything this week. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to recommend stick around and listen to Kevin Conroy reminiscing about 
his friend from college, Robin Williams. Yeah. In a, the interview he did on our podcast right after this. So on that note, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let your cake be caught in the door. Have a good week. You're familiar with one of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we live? Yeah, we're, we're live. So uh, John and Dave here, uh, Superhero Speak, uh, Wizard World 2019. With Kevin Conroy. Hey, yes. how you doing? Yeah, that Kevin Conroy. So, uh, a quick question. When you were at Juilliard and you were rooming with Robin Williams and Kelsey Grammer, did you think this is where you'd end up? Uh, well, first of all, Robin was my roommate for okay. two years. Kelsey and I never roomed oh, together. Really? We were classmates. Oh, all right. So, we studied together for two or three years. I don't remember how long, but, uh, but we never actually lived together. But we were drinking buddies and uh so we spent a lot of time together uh but no i had no idea this was going to happen um you know life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans i had no idea this is where i was going to be i thought i was going to be doing shakespeare in regional theater somewhere which is what i did for a while right and then i ended up playing batman who was the most shakespearean of all the superheroes when you think about it you know he's like orestes you know he's achilles he's he's so epic quality to him so you you are, for a lot of people, the voice of Batman. Yeah. But anyone who's watched the animated series, who's played the video games, I, even me, anyone will tell you, when you read the comics, you're the voice that people hear. You're the most well-known actor, I think, who's ever played the role, yet you've never worn the cowl. Yeah. Have you ever, were you ever tempted to wear the cowl in the recording booth? <laughs> no. No, I didn't cross that line. The only time I ever did, actually, I did, I did actually wear the costume once. I used to do a lot of volunteer work with foster kids who live in a facility in California. And they found out what my job was. And they thought it was so cool that Batman used to come on weekends and take them out to Disney World and stuff. So they were having a, Holly, a Halloween event. And they asked me to wear my work clothes. Wow. I said, what do you mean my work clothes? He said, you know, the cape, the cowl. I said, those aren't my work clothes. Don't you get it? I'm the voice. So I went to a Hollywood costume shop and I actually bought a costume. Wow. And I wore it to them. And they went crazy when I got arrived in my car uh, and got out of the car in that outfit. It's the only time I've worn it. All right. So. We don't have a lot of time with you. You've got a, a lot of people waiting to meet you. So the question we normally like to wrap up on, and this is something I definitely want to hear from you. How do you measure success? Oh, yeah. Wow. How do you measure success? I think by the mark you leave on the world after you're gone. That's how you measure success. You want to leave the world a better place. Right. And um, whether it's by a healthy child or a beautiful garden. Um and I get really moved uh, on, on, on mornings like this morning where a woman came up and just started crying. Really? She wanted to hold me because she had had such a horrible childhood. And the safest place she had was the Batman shows in the afternoons. That's where, that was her safe zone. And Batman was her protector. And she said... You got me out of that house. You saved me. And, and of course, I didn't. Right. But the character did. But my voice helped in that. And, and any compassion that I gave through my performance helped that child. 
And that just that that just sends chills down my spine to think that you can affect a life that profoundly. Right. And I hear that a lot when I come to Comic Cons. This is the only time I get to interact with the audience. You know, when you're a voice actor, right. you never get that interaction. Yeah. And the stories I hear of the difficult, difficult childhoods that a lot of people have had and how Batman was the safe zone. Um, it's amazing. So that, I think, is a that is the most successful aspect of, of my career at this point. I think that's the best answer we've ever heard on that question, too. Yeah. Great. Thank you very Thank much you. for your time. Thank we you. Take care. It.